Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, that's me, ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. This episode of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. You know, I've been coming to Glen Eagle since 1984. Um, I'm not a golfer, but of course I appreciate what they have here, 850 acres of golf. Uh, but when I came here, um, I actually got an, an over and under. You know what an over and under is? It's a gun. Uh, and I got one of the ones that was made by one of the legendary manufacturers called Purdy. And they loaned it to me because the, the, the gun, I think, was at then $40,000. <laughs> and I went out. Uh, to, the, to the Jackie Stewart Sporting Clays. Now, many of you think of Jackie Stewart as a race car driver. Guess what? He's all, he was also an amazing marksman, an Olympian. And uh, we, the art of, of clay pigeons. And it's amazing. And, I, and I, of course, I went to the store here and bought all the gear. So I looked, like, I, I, I looked the part, or people could laugh at me. I looked like a bad Sherlock Holmes. But you know what? I put the gun up there, and I actually started hitting these targets. It, I, I felt so good. Of course, two days later, my arm, my, my shoulder was hurting me for the next three weeks, but I did not care because that's the one kind of gunfire I support, uh, and that's the sporting clays. It was, it was great. But the other thing they have here, which most people don't know about until they get here, and then they're wowed by it, is their falconry school. And uh, talk about an ancient art brought here. And joining me now, I was, I was with him earlier today, if truth be told, uh, out with, with some of his birds, uh, the, falcon, the falconry instructor, Steve Burdett. Hello, Stephen. Hello, how, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I mean, falconry in Glen Eagles, how did that happen? Well, falconry's been around for a long, long time. We believe about 3,000 years, and it was brought over to the UK after the Crusades. The, falcon, the knights and the, went out in the Crusades and brought it back to the UK, and it became a very, very popular way of, of 
getting your dinner, basically. You so tra- it wasn't really a sport. It was, they, 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 oh, were, it was much, they were looking it, for dinner. It was much more than a sport. It was one of the few ways you had, with the exception of running dogs or bows and arrows, that was one of the ways of catching your dinner. And the falcons are, of course, birds of prey. That's right. They're all raptors, all birds of prey. Yep. Now, you have a number of them here. I was amazed. You have, what, 46 of them? 46 birds of prey of three or four different types, yes. And yep. give me the types. Because you, you, have, you have falcons, you have... Hawks. And eagles. And we have... Different types of eagles, yes. Wow. And they all have different functions. They do. It depends what you want to hunt. It depends how you want to present a demonstration. It depends how you want to educate people as to what the birds did in the past and are still doing now. So, yeah, they all have different functions. Now, you say in the past and still doing now. Is there anybody left, other than obviously parts of the the Gulf states, uh, where some of your birds actually come from, but is there anybody out there who's actually using the falcons for dinner? Yes, lots of people. I mean, I, I regularly eat rabbit, pheasant, duck, partridge, things that we catch here. Obviously, the birds get first call. They get fed first. But the whole purpose is to feed the humans. So basically, if they're wa- walking around Glen Eagles saying, well, we have a lot of rabbits missing, they go, oh, Steve. That's right. Yeah, we get the blame <laughs> for that. Yeah, that's right. So w- what's amazing to me is, is, and I did not know this until you explained it to me, these birds have quite a long lifespan. They do, uh, and they tend to live a lot longer with us than they would in the wild. Because if you think about it, if you're living in the, the sort of confines of Glen Eagles, you've got no predators, you've got no um, competition. You have, br- you have brunch. You have brunch, yeah. <laughs> and you get, you get a nice warm room with, a, with an ensuite bath and a heater in there. So it's very five-star. So they tend to reflect that, and they live a lot longer with us than they would in the wild. So you train the birds to say things like, garçon. <laughs> yeah, more wine here, sir. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but first of all, their wingspans are amazing. They vary a lot. I mean, generally, you can get a big golden eagle. We have a female golden eagle here called Fatty, Fatima to her friends, uh, and she has a wingspan of over eight feet. Uh, the one you saw this morning, Nigel, is the male golden eagle. He has a wingspan of six feet. So, yeah, down to the Harris Hawks, about three, three and a half feet, and the little falcons, about three feet. And until you actually see them in, in operation, you are you don't realize how fast they are. They are some of the birds are obviously they're, they're like people. They're different uh, athletic capabilities, and some are designed for certain functions where you don't need speed. Some are all about speed. The peregrine falcon, for example, two hundred plus miles an hour. The okay, Harris- stop right there. Say that again. Peregrine falcon, the fastest recorded speed ever by a peregrine falcon is well over 200. I think it's 241 miles per hour in what we call the stoop, which is the vertical dive downwards attacking prey. And, of course, in that particular case, it's always a very good idea to get out of the dive. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be smashing. <laughs> Otherwise, you win the, the speed record and you're splat. That's right. Yeah, you don't live very long. That's right. Yeah. You need to think about what you're doing. But when guests come here, I mean, what is their exact experience with the birds? Well, originally, most people have no idea. They, they say, oh, we booked for the falcon, and they have no idea what that means. They just ticked it off a box. Yeah, it just looks like something that's you know, it's a good idea. We never Come on, tried Harry, that. You know, let's go see let's, some birds. Yeah, let's yeah. go see the birds. Yeah. Uh, and basically, what we try and do, we act as an education medium. We try and tell them all about the history. And one of the great things we do at Glen Eagles here is we try and get people involved. I've been doing this for a long time, nearly 20 years now. Every time I do a lesson, or an exhibition, a hunting trip, I ask people, what was the best thing? And they say, just having the bird on my hand. Just being up close and personal with a bird of prey. That's what people like to do. And I need to tell everybody, and I say this from experience, when you want to talk about up close and personal with the bird in your hand, it is that up close and personal. You are, what, six inches away from their beak? The beak could well be six inches away from your nose, yes. And everybody at first is backing away saying, will it peck me, will it bite me? Well, of course, a hunting bird never uses its beak as a weapon. His feet, his talons are the weapon, and the beak is simply a talking device or a knife and fork. <laughs> knife and fork. <laughs> And, of course, if you've got the food, you're the friend of the bird. That's right. The idea is that these birds are very, very intelligent. You let them go, 
they've got two choices. They're hungry, they've got two choices. Hunt for yourself or fly back to the nice man or lady with the glove on, which is easier. What would you do? Of course. They're very clever, these guys. That's right. And, and, and they're so clever, in fact, that they, they almost do it by, by rote. It, it's very much a routine thing. They're very intelligent. They're very, very quickly into the routine. And as you saw this morning, we put a glove on the guest's hand. The glove symbolizes to the bird that's where the food is. It's easier to fly back to the nice glove. You get a free piece of food. Not necessarily a big piece of food, but it's free and you have to do little to get it. Well, you mentioned not a big piece of food because you weigh these birds every morning. That's a very, very significant part of the of the falconer's art is to work with every individual bird and find out what we call their target weight, their flying weight. When, at what weight are they hungry? And the only way you can do this is to weigh them every day. We try and do it exactly the same time, maybe 8.30 every morning, and we find out that, for example, if you pick a bird like Mayday, who you saw this morning, at one pounds, 14 and a half ounces, she's fit, strong, hungry, she will fly back to you if you offer her food. If she's two pounds, four ounces, she sits in a tree and falls asleep because she's too fat. She's not interested. <laughs> And that's basically what you also have to bear in mind is that all these birds are individual, as you saw this morning. So some birds, uh, you can give them lots and lots of food, but they won't put on as much weight as another bird. It's a bit like you've probably heard the lady well, say, it's, it's you go straight to my hips, you know, right, something right. like that. Yeah. And birds are the same. Also, different kinds of food. If you have a nice rich pheasant, that's going to put more weight on than a skinny rabbit, say, for example. And if the bird's been flying a lot in the cold, it was quite chilly this morning as we were flying, so the bird's working harder in the cold air to give her more food to compensate for the energy she's dispersed while she's flying. And, and we're down, by the way, to just mere ounces here, aren't we? We took, we, I mean, if, many years ago I used to fly an American kestrel called Elvis, and Elvis weighed four and a half ounces. Okay, now if you're weighing something that, that small, you've got, you can't, you're weighing to grams almost, you know, quarter of an ounce, eighth of an ounce, because a big proportion of his weight could mean a, a difficult decision to him. It could mean that he gets sick. It could mean he's not as strong and healthy. He couldn't hunt as well. So if you're flying something like Nigel or Fatima, as we said, Fatima weighs 11 and three quarter pounds. So the weight's less important. Now you have uh, hoods that come over their beaks and their, and their, not and their on, eyes. Not on all the birds. Most of the birds, the eagles, yes, and the falcons. The falcons are very nervous birds, so they're very highly strung. So the hood is a bit like a calming down device. It's a bit like the blinkers or the blinders on the horse. Uh, the Harris hawks, you notice, we didn't put the, um, the hood on. And the, there is a reason for that, because Harris hawks are very laid back. Somebody once did a really good story to me. They said that the, the falcon is a bit like a South American or an Italian guy. He's very sort of blah, 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 very, very up, upbeat and very sort of manic. Whereas your Harris hawk is a bit more like a Rastafarian or a Jamaican. It's like, no problem, everything's fine. So it's very relaxed. <laughs> and so they don't get frightened so much, so we don't put the hoods on. And, and of course, the word hoodwinked? Hoodwinked comes from fooling somebody, tricking somebody, and we actually fool the bird by putting the hood on, fooling him into thinking it's nighttime, therefore he relaxes. I'm going to try that on with some <laughs> of my friends. We, we often get asked if they make mother-in-law sizes or children's size for the hoods <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> on that note, Steve Burnett, <laughs> the falconry instructor here at Glen Eagles, thanks so much for joining Thank us. You. We really appreciate that. Back with more Peter Greenberg Worldwide from Glen Eagles right after this. If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Some puzzles are hard to solve, others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts.